Hello, this is the Manifesting Your Dreams, a wedding industry podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Bickford. I'm a creative entrepreneur, a mom, and a wedding industry professional. When I started my wedding planning career, I had nothing, but I knew I had the edge to grow in this incredible industry and establish my name. I remember feeling and still do, I would do anything to be one of the best wedding planners in the world. This podcast is about establishing your goals and manifesting them into a thriving career in the wedding industry. It's also about my personal aspirations and struggles, hearing from other industry professionals and their experiences, and setting your ego aside so that you can attract and receive greatness. You can expect to hear from me each week. I will share with you actionable steps you can take to build a thriving business and connect with other incredible human beings in the wedding industry, no matter where you are. I started this podcast because I feel a great purpose to share my insights, encourage you to push through your comfort zone and help you elevate your mind to exceed your potential in the wedding industry. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and feel inspired as you go through this next chapter in your life. Now set your ego aside. It's time to manifest your dreams. Hi, everyone. Today, we're talking to Alex Richardson from Love Tribe Wedding. For over a decade, Alex has been hopping from continent to continent, capturing extraordinary moments that most of us only dream of witnessing. He's the creative force behind Love Tribe Weddings, where his distinct yet effortlessly unconventional style turns your fleeting moments into lifelong memories. Teaming up with Alex is like collaborating with that cool artistic friend who knows just how to make you look like the star of your own film. Yes, I know this from personal experience. He's professional but personable, so expect to share a laugh or two amidst the shutter clicks. His artistic style melds the best of digital and film formats, giving each photograph an air of timeless nostalgia and elegance. It's not merely about capturing the vows or the first dance. It's about freezing in time those raw, unscripted emotions, scenery, and detail. Drawing inspiration from high fashion to the golden era of Hollywood and the breathtaking natural wonders of the world, each frame Alex captures is purposeful and holds a unique beauty. Whether he's juxtaposing your love against the rugged Italian coastlines or immersing it into the romantic vineyards of Napa Valley, his work is a visual love letter to tell a story. And while he's too modest to flaunt it, you should know he's caught the eye of industry giants like Brides, Rangefinder Magazine's Rising Star, Green Wedding Shoes, Junebug Weddings, Style Me Pretty, and more. But we don't have to make a big deal out of it. Let's just say his portfolio speaks for itself. Everyone, this is Alex Richardson. All right, everyone. Today we are talking to Alex Richardson of Love Tribe Weddings. He is a fantastic destination hybrid wedding photographer and videographer based in Texas. And today we are talking all about staying healthy and centered while traveling for weddings. Welcome, Alex. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, So before we dive into healthy ways of traveling and being centered with the universe, uh, we would love to hear a little bit more about you and your background, because I think you are such an incredible photographer and videographer and the way you capture, you know, moments are just so art forward and I love working with you. So please share your story with us. That's so kind of you. I appreciate it. Well, I got into this years and years ago. I was actually 
going to culinary school and uh, I was taking pictures of my food. So in culinary school, you make your food production and then you have to show it to the chef, right? And then I started bringing along a camera, which I was barely learning how to use anyway. And the chefs, they really liked the photos. And so they started using some of them for some of their, their own media at the time. And um, so I just thought, oh, this is kind of cool. I wonder if I could like offer some photos for some chefs in downtown Los Angeles or something, right? And at the time I was living in a, in a fun loft in the arts district in, in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, it was called Biscuit Company Lofts. And under that was a pretty famous restaurant at the time. It was like super hip. Everybody in town was, was going to it. And it was called Church and State. And so I became friendly with the chef. Like literally every day I'd be down there like drinking a bourbon or something, right? And uh, so I decided to maybe ask and say, hey, do you need some photos? You know, maybe, maybe your food. Yeah, let's try it. And so we started taking some photos and he asked for some photos of the staff himself, you know, and then we just became friendly. And of course it came down to, at one time he said, Hey, we're getting married. And we want to know if you'd like to join us and photograph our wedding. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I thought, I, I don't know really what I'm doing, but I can, I can try of course. Right. And how so, did that make you feel? How did that make me feel? Yeah. Like, were you oh excited? Were yeah. you nervous? Were you like, you know what? Screw All it. I'm it. doing this. This is my opportunity. Yeah. But you know, you know me, I'm the type I'm like, I could do it. Yeah. Let's go. And so I decided, yeah, let's do it. And it was in Turkey of all places. So my very first wedding was a destination wedding. How fitting. And at the time, no kids. And I, I wasn't married at the time, but you know, I was with Kelly. And so we went together and it was super fun. And it was such an amazing experience. And so from there, I just, that, that whole experience was just incredible. It really like lit something under me. And I just thought, gosh, I could give this a try, you know? And so when I got back to the States, I decided to try to look into it try to see if I could offer some weddings. And I started second shooting for a lot of people, associate shooting for a lot of people. And at that time, it's like, <laughs> to second shoot for someone, it's like you're getting paid nothing, basically. Right. And it as today, you have to pay a lot of money. <laughs> but that's a whole <laughs> nother story, right? Um, yeah. So I started working for a company pretty, pretty often named Linen Jersey Photography, and they're based out of Orange County. And they're, they're very well known. And I became really good friends with someone named Pi Jerza. And uh, that, you know, he's, he has a company called SLR Lounge. And so while I was assisting and second shooting for that company, I was learning all the techniques, all the techniques from, from SLR Lounge. SLR Lounge is a separate uh, company from Linen Jersey Photography. And so it was just perfect like situation where I was learning super quick, working with high end clients, because that's pretty much all they serve. And from there, I just, I just grew and grew and grew into wedding photography. And here I am. 
Okay. And so <laughs> when let's backtrack, cause I, I, I'm curious though, maybe the listeners yeah. are curious as well, yeah. uh, from culinary school to working with that team. How long was that? Like where, when, when was that in your lifetime? So the whole process of me transitioning from, I, I guess, second doing second photography for Linden Jersey and um, maybe cooking at, at some restaurants here and there and stuff. It took about two years. It was a two-year transition. And I was, um, Kelly and I were, were just getting started with our lives. We're trying to figure out, are we going to get married? Are we going to have kids? There's, there's always something going on in our lives, right? But so there was, there was so much uncertainty. And I was trying to find ways to make money. I, would, I, you know, I didn't have the best jobs at the time. So working in several different restaurants, trying to bartend at the same time. It was crazy. It was crazy. But it was yeah. such a fun journey, you know? Um, right. So does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say to the listeners who are are hearing your story, it can only take a year or two for you to get your foot in the door. Yes, yeah. it's going to be the hustle and the grind of maybe mm -hmm. having, you know, two part-time jobs or a full-time job plus doing, you know, mm -hmm. second shooting. But I think from a lot of photographers that I've talked to, this is their story, Yeah, right? You just, you have to get your foot in the door. You have to get educated. You have to learn the ways and then you can start do making your own decisions in your own company really? and taking bigger clients and traveling yeah. and yeah. right. Like it, and embrace the journey of that. Absolutely. Right. And it's when never I got started. Perfect. Yeah. No, it's never perfect, but you know, you've seen like those uh, graphs where it's like, people think success is like this. And then oh, it's like, yeah. actually, there's a lot of dips and there's ups a and downs, but mm -hmm. I don't think I would ever change my story from yeah. where I got started in 2010 to where I am now, right? Yeah. Every event is a, a learning curve. Every situation is growth, whether it's good or bad. So yeah, I just sure. think that this shines some light that, you know, just get your foot in the door and mm -hmm. you could end up having your first wedding in Turkey. <laughs> I know. You know. Oh, it's so wild. That was so fun. Are you still proud of those photos that you took? Oh man. Um, I've been thinking about looking at them again and just seeing what the style was like. Um, you know, at, at the time, um, yeah, I feel like I was proud of what they look like. And if I looked at them now, it, it'll be fun just to see like how far I've, I've come along, you know. Um, I did shoot, I remember shooting them in a very different manner. So it was um, very, just very vibrant, very perfect almost, like too perfect, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So using mm -hmm. a lot of flash, even outside, um, so you could see the back. Like if there's a sun behind someone and you're taking a photo and they're facing, you know, they're facing you, the sun's behind them with no flash, the background's going to be washed out because you have to compensate. 
But if you use a flash or a little side flash or something, it'll darken that background. And so I was doing a lot of that type of technique. So mm -hmm. versus today is so different. You know, I'm just looking at natural light all the time. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll absolutely. let you know what they look like. Maybe I'll send you some. <laughs> so this is a manifestation podcast. Yes. Were you at the time when you were back in culinary school trying to think about like talking to God, talking to the universe? I want to do something more. I want to do something bigger. Show me the way. Like, how did you, how did you come about and manifest your career that you're in now? Oh man. Oh geez. I've always been the type of just follow your heart, you know? So <clears throat> I left home, the Redwood city, California to, uh, I left and, and moved to Los Angeles to pursue the arts. You know, I, I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be in front of a camera. I wanted to be an actor. Took a bunch of classes. And in my heart, I thought, whatever happens, it's all going to work out. It's all good. And of course, my parents were just like, you got to come back home. You know, you're not ready to be on your own. And I was just like, I got this. I know it. I feel it, you know. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, I I didn't, well, hey, I didn't become a, uh, world famous actor, right? But um, it just all worked out. So I've always been the type of just following that voice, following the universe, praying to to whatever energy, whatever mm -hmm. whatever's out there. Um, I don't I don't feel like I'm a super religious person, but there's I feel that there's something, and so that's kind of what I meditate on. I don't, it's not like I sit there and pray, you know, I, I'm praying when I'm driving, I'm praying when I'm listening to music or something like that. And so I've just always been that type to understand, like, I, I will manifest something if I just follow that voice, continue following that voice. Right. And when I step over the boundaries, I would get a little, little spank in the butt in life. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And it happens a lot. And so when that yeah. happens, it's just like, okay, learn from that mistake, find another way. And I, I feel that, that that journey just kind of led me to, to where I am. And I'm supposed to be here for now. And I don't know what's going to happen next, but you know, I've had conversations where you, where it's like, it's not that I, I feel like I need more. I need more. It's just... When you're listening to yourself and you're listening to, to your heart, you know there's something greater. You know there's something mm -hmm. greater. And so just keep following that. And right now, I'm super lucky to be serving these amazing clients. And that's what I've manifested, where I'm serving the client that I want. You know, I hardly have any altercations. Um, you know, I, I love connecting with people. And we become friends and, and this is the type of clientele mm -hmm. that I that I attract, you know. So right. I, I can't I don't really know what's next, but I feel like there's something coming, you know, which is cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm always like, this is what I want to happen next. Mm -hmm. Let me manifest on that. Let me meditate ah. on that. How can I make this happen? 
Gotcha. Okay. At a specific time. It's interesting uh, that, and I'm, I'm getting some great insight from you. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been doing my Oracle cards and it's really mm-hmm. like, I got trust in the process, right? It's yeah. like, okay, I don't need to like manifest so hard, right? Like I'm like yes. manifesting, manifesting, writing, journaling, doing this, doing this. The universe wants you to take a step back, trust, have mm-hmm. patience, know like you, something great is always coming. Yeah. So thank you for that. I yeah. needed to hear that today. <laughs> well, I need to probably take a little bit from you and and manifest what I do want. <laughs> right. You know? So there's right. that balance, that yin and yang, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, we're yin and yang today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about even further manifesting um our destination weddings and events. Yeah. Oh yes nationally, internationally. You and I have both been on this train. You know, I went to Italy this year and I went to France this year and I'm like, what's next? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, (laughs) And then you're like, I went to Bali and I I really want you to share that Bali story with us. Oh yeah. But what we're getting into now is how we stay healthy and how we stay centered because traveling internationally, even nationally, it will whip you so hard. Absolutely. If you're not centered, it will crush you if you're not healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not just the jet lag we're talking about here, right? Nope. So I think what I would love to do is start with the Bali experience. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the details yeah. and how you manifested that mm. and uh, how you tried to stay healthy and take us into what that experience was like, because it was pretty wild. It was pretty intense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, I I think everyone should hear that story. (laughs) Bali. Yes. Bali was incredible. Um, Magical. And I think about it a lot. And there's just a feeling that you get when you, when you experience certain places And, and Bali's one of them. And I think it's the, the people that you come across um, a lot of them are disconnected from the world they are completely turned off they walk to get their food they build fires to cook their food and that's how humanity has survived for for the longest time and so we're so used to just ordering a doordash and it's not like that over there so slowing things down like that and, and getting to experience that was amazing. And don't get me wrong, I didn't live in, I didn't stay in a hut. Of course, I stayed in some nice places, right? But being around that energy, you definitely pick it up and you bring it home with you. So Bali, um, you know, I went there with with a planner, another planner, a friend of mine. Her name is Jenny, Jenny Gruba. She's incredible. You guys need to meet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she is a type that uh, she attracts these type of adventurous, uh, beautiful weddings. And she does an amazing job as well. And so it was fun experiencing it with her. She's super silly. And um, she she likes nice things as well. Okay. Kind of like me. (laughs) But she loves being in that nature in that raw feel you know at the same time so it 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 was hot it was raw 
the sounds were incredible. The foods, the flavors, the mosquitoes, the humidity. It was, it was incredible, you know, getting there as a, as a destination photographer and videographer, we have so much gear that we need to bring, you know, I, I've mastered it in a, in a way of going as minimal as possible. Um, I should send you my, my pack at some point, like next time I pack, I'll just send you a photo. Um, so I try to travel with minimal lights, uh, light stands that are minimal, um, cameras. Of course I have like th two or three cameras at least for backup and different angles and stuff. Um, but it, it starts to weigh a lot. It's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty could get pretty heavy. And so lugging that all around from San Francisco to Taiwan to Southeast Asia, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And, you know, it, but it, it's fun. And I think there's a lot of people, a lot of photographers that right off the bat, they feel, I want to be a destination photographer or videographer. And that's amazing. And I get it. It's so, it's, it's so fun, you know, but you know, you, you, I, I, I suggest <laughs> really doing the research before, before making that claim, you might not like it. I, I love the excitement of it. Um, but it is a lot of work. It is mm -hmm. no joke. You are tired consistently. You're never really used to the, the, the time changes, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. When I first got there, oh my gosh, I forget the time zones exactly, but I was starving. And it was when I got to our hotel, it was already around 11 PM and there were a couple things open. And so we went and ate and I was still kind of awake, but still kind of tired. And, you know, you feel like a zombie and it's just incredible. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, did you feel anything like that when you went to one of your previous trips in, in, um, was it France? I mean, yeah, France was my last one and yes, I felt like a zombie and <laughs> thank goodness I booked a, um, just straight there. Like I had no oh. layovers. Oh, good for you. It was beautiful. It was <laughs> 11 hours and then yeah. 11 hours back. But yeah, it was, I was starving. I was banking on arriving at the Paris airport and uh, going to the Starbucks that I went to before, but I was in a completely different area of the Paris airport. <laughs> no Starbucks in sight. I'm gluten-free. Oh, yeah. I'm dairy free. Like I have so many, you know, things right. and it was yeah. so difficult, mm. especially when I, I even got to my hotel, I had all of my stuff for the photo shoot. I had $15,000 worth of jewelry on me that I did not feel comfortable leaving with a bellman. So I couldn't oh, like, I was so exhausted. I couldn't like, I couldn't even get to like a cafe. There was nothing nearby. I was starving. My hotel room wasn't ready for three hours. I yeah. literally sat in the lobby, like guarding this jewelry from, from Scout Fine Jewelry. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I, I was starving and I ended up ordering breakfast for room service, even though it was like 6 p.m. because I was so <laughs> off. But like, 
shoving like French fries in my mouth. Yeah. Like I just, it was tough. It yeah. was really tough. It's super but tough. I, I was a zombie and then I slept for like three hours and then I saw mm. the Eiffel Tower and then I went to bed. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so, I, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one part of the, the wedding story that I remember you telling me in Bali mm. is the actual timeline of the day. How everyone went, like mm. you were saying, like, it's just a different pace, yes. you know, in the States we're like, all right, we're on the timeline. We're going, we're running. This is yeah. set. This is happening. Yes. And everything's relatively close by. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of. That was not the case for Bali. Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Tell not. us a little bit more about that. I really want like the mm. listeners to like get this painted picture okay. of the realness of mm of a wedding, a destination wedding like that. And sure. like you told me about like literally not having food because there was no time to eat and just yeah, get it, yeah. get it into that because I just think that's so important for everyone to hear. Yeah. So with, with something like Bali, um, there's no, of course there's a time schedule. There's, there's the, you know, the roadmap, what, planners provide as a timeline and we follow that. And of course there's that timeline to follow, but there's no like official start time. You're starting right when you wake up, you know? So right when you wake up, you got to eat something like right then and there. So for instance, with this Bali wedding, it was at a place called Amankila in Amman. Amman has um, a few different locations throughout the world and they're beautiful, absolutely stunning. And so Amankila, Bali is really spread out, you know? So in the morning, uh, let's see. Yeah, the morning of that wedding, we did a ceremony prayer up on a hilltop overlooking the ocean. And it was probably about a, almost a mile away from the actual venue itself. So we got schlepped over there in a shuttle and then we have to walk through the jungle to get to this hilltop, okay? And it's a sacred area too, you know? So you gotta be careful. You don't wanna disrespect people. And you you just have to, I don't know, just, just be, you know, have that heart open and just listen to what the energy is telling you, right? So there's, there's a language barrier too. So the guides that are helping you, you just have to like, oh, can I right here? Like, can I look at, could I take a photo of this, you know? Yeah. And there's just so much going on. And this spacing from that location, early morning, I think it was like 8 a.m. And then uh, right from there, we went back to Amankila and the bride and groom, they had a little rest time. I went back to my room and, and rested for a little bit, I remember. But then I also wanted to capture the energy of the florist, the, all the moving parts, right? So trying to find a little food in between then, staying hydrated when it's super, super muggy, humid, hot, and there's all these moving parts that you want to document. So the ceremony site was on one end of Amankila and the reception site was on another end of Amankila. There are stairs, there are hills. Um, oh my goodness. So the 
the ceremony site was an, at a high elevation. The reception site was at the ocean uh, floor, basically. And so you have to like, well, I had to, <laughs> Jenny and Taylor had to both like run up and down doing these like sprints almost. And it's incredible. And the wedding's not even starting yet. Right. <laughs> right. And so what I did before I even went to Bali, I just went to Costco, brought a bunch of, you know, beef jerkies, power bars and stuff. And so I'm always having that with me. I also, um, you know, there's these little packs uh, that are like the hydration sticks, mm -hmm. um, vitamin water. I don't drink vitamin water. I, I drink something else. Um, but these powder drinks that you put in your water bottle and they keep your heart dry, hydrated. So I'm always bringing those along with me and just to stay fueled, you know, because you don't know when you're going right. to eat. You don't know when you're going right. to drink water and you're, you're schlepping stuff up and down all over this hugely spaced wedding venue right. by yourself before your set photographer gets there, before your videographer gets there. And it's just, it's, it, you, you, sometimes you think like, why am I doing this? I could be in Napa Valley right now. I could, you know, it, but, but at the end of the day, it's like you went through this entire journey and you're beat up like crazy. Um, but you're on this high because you did it, you know, and mm -hmm. it was beautiful and immaculate and gorgeous. Right. And, uh, I and feel you on yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, just last weekend, mm -hmm. I did a, a wedding in Napa Valley at the Four Seasons and that property is huge. Mm -hmm. Thank yep. goodness. <laughs> I was really close with the bride yeah. and her dad and the event manager. And I was like, can I please order room service to the bride's suite so that every time I check on the bride, I can like eat a few bites oh and then keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I bring... I bring this like these little like um, like nuts and and dried fruit packs and yeah. my bars. Even that day, I had no time <sighs> to even like open it and eat it. Yeah, to like even think about opening <laughs> it and eating it. It was nonstop, it's, and you know, yes. wedding planners work seventeen yeah. hour days. Mm -hmm. Last Absolutely. weekend, I put in 24 hours in two days of on my feet, working, coordinating. So I, I, it's just like, and, and photographers, like even destination photographers and videographers, it's even more so. Yeah. Cause you have to schlep all your gear. Yeah. You have to travel with it. Mm -hmm. You have to be on, like, it's not like, okay, well, I'm an eight hour package. Like you want to, you're there, you're there to capture, yeah. you're there yeah. to deliver. Absolutely. And you have to do it with a smile on your face and look like you have everything in control, super right. friendly and being there right. for your client and your client's family members and other vendors as well. You know, yeah. like I'm trying to take care of everybody. My friend Jenny, right. she's up there. It's literally, it, I think it was like 98 degrees. Humidity was off the scale and she's up there. She's not a florist, but you know, planners they're they have their hands on everything so she's on the altar like doing the florals and stuff helping the florist out and she's overheating i'm like jenny you need some water drink it. I don't mm -hmm. have water. and it's like no you need to drink some water 
And she's like, no. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's, it's so wild and crazy, you know? Um, right. So yeah, like helping each other out at the same time, you know, like when I work with you, sometimes I check on you, you check on me. Are you good? Are you okay? <laughs> what do you need? Right. And We're like surviving. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I if, if any couples are listening to this right now, any bride and groom listening to this, we are not complaining. No. We are here to share with other entrepreneurs, other mm. uh, wedding planners. Uh, mm. I mean, anyone in this wedding industry mm. who want to experience national, international travel, work travel. We're just, we're painting the picture of mm what to expect. And Absolutely. we still do it. We still love it, even though it's so hard. Yeah. Of but course. that just proves our dedication to yeah. our clients and our couples. Yeah. Well said, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's definitely a labor of love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because this is like the behind the scenes that's happening. I mean, not only on, on these destination weddings, you know, all weddings, all this stuff mm -hmm. is happening. It's just destinations. You're just literally like, you, you have no sleep and you're, you're exhausted, tired. And right. if you have family, that's a whole nother layer. Cause you got to make time kids. for family, you know, you got to, yes. when you're shooting a ceremony and a destination wedding, your kids are going to bed. So you got to try to find a way. Can I FaceTime? Can I message? Good night. Right. Love you. Yes. That's so, how it was in Italy yeah. and Paris. I was right? going to sleep and my daughter was waking up and she was yeah. like, why is it dark there? I don't understand what I'm like. Oh, I miss you so much. Oh my gosh. And I'm so tired. But like, I'm in Italy right now. Snap yeah. out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I how are you balancing? Oh, we both had an idea. Go ahead. Yeah. Share. No, I, I was going to say, I guess my biggest takeaway for, for destination weddings, do your research, um, see if it's something that you really want to do or are capable of doing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I hate, I don't know how to put this, um, exercise. You have to exercise before lifting weights or some resistance, some cardio, you need that stamina. You will definitely right. need that stamina. Um, you know, finding, finding some foods that you can bring along with you that'll at least sustain you for a few days or something. Cause you, you don't know when you're going to eat protein right. bars, um, beef sticks. These are lightweight things, little protein powder packs. Um, and you should be set for a little bit, you know, at least, the, at least the first few days of travel transitioning right. until you get to your, to your destination. Yeah. I would also advise not getting there the day before. Oh no. The wedding weekend. No starts. way. No way. You need a day in between because Yes. And that's that's what I've I've done both times and it's it's definitely saved me because you are so tired and you're and I, like jet lag makes me very dizzy. Like, mm. I can't remember like in my hotel room I'm like literally falling over and I'm like <laughs> am I okay? You know. <laughs> or am I just like so exhausted? Yes. Yeah. So, at a buffer time, work mm -hmm. with your clients on that. Make sure to say like, in order for me to be my best self and deliver what you are expecting and for me to over deliver, mm -hmm. I do need that extra time. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's and a it's different, different, it's another hotel or an yeah. Airbnb cost, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah. That's, and that's a huge takeaway. Yeah. And when you present your final package to that, you just have that in there in place. You've worked out the numbers and, right. and that's, that should be covered in there, you know? Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but it's super true. It's super true. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, both times, Italy and France, I left the next day. Ooh, yes, yes. I did that with so, Bali this time. But I also, like, to. I just missed my daughter, and I just yeah. wanted to be home after, like, busting my butt. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's keeping all the vendors together, making sure hair and makeup's happening on time, making sure the bride's happy, making sure groom's happy. Like, I'm so yeah. mentally exhausted. I'm like, I can't wait to sleep on the plane. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> and be disconnected for you know, however long it takes me to get to the airport and yeah. be on the airplane and to get home. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, a beast. Traveling for weddings is a beast. Totally. And if you're willing to take it on, yeah. we fully support you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I didn't even think about this. So I had to come back because I had a family trip. Um, and I had to catch another flight to another part of the country. But um, if let's say if you come back on a Wednesday, to the United States, you're jet lagged and tired and you need to reconnect. And you have a wedding that starts Friday in the United States. Be careful, be careful. Yeah. You might want yeah. like a week buffer if you can, right. you know? Right. So, I mean, saying. even when I'm not traveling internationally, yeah, I just did <laughs> right. two of my biggest weddings of the year back to back weekends. And I'm like, yes. am I alive? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. but that. But yeah, you know, the, the eager, the eager. Hmm. I want to say young, but you can start at any age. Young-hearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People who want to break into this industry, if you're wanting to experience doing back to back to backs just to get your portfolio up, do it. Yeah, it will be course. your lessons learned. Don't you yeah. know? Just take 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 our word with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I started getting like major, major, major weddings and I was doing 25 a year and I was like, I can do this. Wow. And then COVID hit and I was like, I'm going to drop down to 15 (laughs) and now I'm at, I'm at 11. That's my max. Yeah. Just saying. The weddings that you provide have so much going on in them. They're so detail oriented. I don't know how you could squeeze in more. Yeah. No. Wow. No. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for giving us such yeah. incredible insight. Do you have sure. any final words to the listeners on? Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I your could process keep you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, goodness. Um, yeah. You know, just follow your heart, follow your spirits, the universe, and yeah. you're going to be in good hands. Just trust that. Just believe yeah, it. Trust. Trust. Yeah. Yes. And where can we find you? What are your handles? Okay. So I'm actually, I'm only on Instagram. So that's at lovetribeweddings.com. I'm not on TikTok, Mm -hmm. barely on Facebook. Um, But, you know, I'm a family person. And so it's kind of hard to juggle all those things. And just based with my website, lovetribeweddings.com. I love it. Your website is gorgeous. So everyone, please go take a look and follow Alex at Love Tribe Weddings. This has been a wonderful discussion. And I can't wait to hear what other people have to say about international travel and staying healthy and and how they stay centered. So thank you, Alex.
Wow. Okay. Was this eye-opening for everyone to better understand what it's like to travel for weddings across the world, nationally, internationally? I hope that this resonates with you. I hope that this sparks conversation with your friends and family if you're truly thinking about making the leap from just doing weddings in your area to growing into your state to growing into, you know, the entire United States or wherever you are. If you want to travel across the country, this is this is hard and it's so much fun, but we need to talk about strengths and weaknesses that we have. We need to start talking about how real it is to be in the wedding industry. This is not easy. This is not for the faint of heart. But what I was talking to Alex about after our recording, he asked me, you know, Raquel, you give so much to your vendors. I mean, he said, you're literally putting, you know, food on my family's table when you refer me. What can we do for you? What what can we give back to you? And I said, you know, and this is for really everyone listening. When I get a bottle of wine in the mail saying thank you, one, I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> and two, it's just not my love language to receive gifts. Um, I am a gift giver. Um, but what I really love is just words of affirmation, appreciation, and really just deliver on the wedding days when I work with you. Over deliver on the wedding days when I work with you. That's the greatest gift. Having my trust in you and knowing that I can trust you so I could keep the timeline moving is the biggest gift you can give me. So save your money. <laughs> And really just show appreciation and words of affirmation and just kill it when we're working together so that I can keep referring you. I know that's a, a little bit of a tangent of what the topic of today is, but as I'm growing Roke events across the world, I'm gaining more friendships and relationships with vendors and I want to continue working with you. I am a loyal human being and I will continuously want to work together if you over deliver and really make the day flawless and amazing. Read the timelines, ask me questions ahead of time so that we're fully prepared to work together. And that is the greatest gift. So I'm looking forward to, you know, jumping forward in time and manifesting my dreams of taking Roke events more internationally and doing large-scale weddings. Um, we, we're ready for it. My team is ready for it. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you next week.